Welcome to the Where Does It Come From podcast. We all have so much stuff in our lives and we're beginning to realise that the making, using and disposal of our items can cause harm to those who made them, the planet and even ourselves. I'm Jo Salter, your podcast host, and I'll be talking with some amazing people who've made it their life's work to do something about this creating businesses, campaigning, writing books and much more to help us understand and make better choices. This week I'm talking with author and campaigner Jen Gale, discussing how we can all change the world in small steps and without overwhelm. Jen describes herself as an ordinary knackered mum of two whose life changed when she dragged her family into a year of buying nothing new. Jen is the author of The Sustainablish Living Guide and The Sustainablish Guide to Green Parenting. And she runs the Sustainablish blog, podcast and online community. She is also the founder of the Knackered Mums Eco Club. Jen lives in Wiltshire with her family. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Where Does It Come From podcast. So glad that you've all come back. Today, my special guest is the author, Jen Gale. Hello. (laughs) Lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Tell us about your books and your campaigning and all the amazing things you do. Oh, I don't, yeah, I always feel a bit of an idiot when people say that. <laughs> um, so uh, my journey, if you like, into sustainability started, we spent a year buying nothing new as a family, which was 2012, 13, we did that. Um, and it's, with a big cliche klaxon, totally changed my life. You know, it sort of um, really made me join the dots between kind of what we were buying and its impact and what we were throwing away and all those kinds of things and stuff that I had just I think been sort of looking away from before I just sort of was vaguely aware of it but didn't really see that it I could do anything about it that it was my place to do anything about it that um I could do anything different all those kinds of things that I think probably lots of people can relate to um and because it sort of forced me to slow down our consumption it um it, it yeah it just sort of brought all these issues up front and center it was you know it was quite a naive challenge oh this will be fun and then I was like oh crap I've opened this massive <laughs> can of worms and now I wish I kind of hadn't um but yeah and so fast forward where are we um nine nearly yeah eight nine years um and I wrote my first book last year well I, I wrote it the year before it came out last year January last year the sustainable living guide and uh, book number two came out in March this year, which is the Sustainable-ish Guide to Green Parenting. So that's been very exciting and very um, different to anything I've done before. So that was really lovely. But I absolutely love, I mean, the Sustainable-ish as a word, and I hope everyone listening has the same feelings about it as I do. It just makes you realise that it's, um, we have so many high standards pushed on us and it can give you a lot of anxiety, Mm. can't it? So I think sustainable-ish is a really good sort of word to be targeting towards. We're all trying to do our best. It's bringing bringing people with you so your, yeah your books um, are great because there's a lot of people out there who are thinking how can I live more sustainably and that's giving them guidance without judgment without preaching and hopefully without anxiety so um, I think it's pretty amazing that you've already got two books out there oh, <laughs> over, over the last you. year as well the last yeah month. I wrote the I wrote the second one literally 
I, my contract came out the door like as we went into lockdown and then and then it had to be in in June or something so it was like literally those three months of the full-on lockdown with the kids home and stuff so that was interesting where can people get them anywhere you can buy books so I try and avoid Amazon as much as possible but if you're looking online there's great websites like Hive and Books Bookshop bookshop.org I think it is um and uh yeah all you know support your local independent bookshop if they haven't got it um they'll be able to order it in for you fantastic it's fantastic but I mean it's not just the writing the writing's relatively recent isn't it you've been I, I'm going to big you up because you don't big yourself up <laughs> but you've been on tv you were recently starring with Bake Off winner Nadia on a show weren't you and you've well that was that was actually a few years ago but I think they repeated it on something like Saturday ah. Kitchen or something recently but that was totally random that was just an email because I must have done a blog post somewhere about making fudge for presents and just this email of like oh we're looking for someone who who makes fudge but doesn't do it you know as a as a um commercial sell yeah mm. um would you be interested and I was like yeah <laughs> so Nadia came around our house it was oh a- did she yeah 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 she came to our house my mother-in-law had an absolute fit about like cleaning our kitchen before she came and um yeah it was really it was really good fun yeah oh brilliant and you've got another exciting um thing coming up I believe with the Guardian Masterclass tell us about that one yeah, so that was another really exciting email just dropped into my inbox. Um, I can't even remember. I think it said something like Guardian Masterclass Speaker Invitation. And, um, and uh, you know, would you be interested? In, uh, and I, I literally replied, is it completely unprofessional to yeah, say, oh, my God, yes, in capitals. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's really exciting. So that's coming up. That's going to be August the 2nd. Um, so I need to get my bumming gear and send them all through this stuff for all the blurbs and, stuff, <laughs> and then presumably they'll get it like online, if um, you know, up on their website and stuff if people want to come along. I think it I mean it shows that you've touched a, a nerve, really. It shows that what you're talking about is something that people really want to hear about. And I think I mean I, I resonate with that a lot. It's me resonating um, because um, my husband calls me preachy. Right. You imagine that, you know, but people in all seriousness don't want to be preached to or to, to hear from smug people that mm. you know are basically banging on about well I make all my own bread and I make yes. all my own clothes yeah, 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 and, yeah. you know and, it, and and you know we might do that but we have to keep that secret but I think it's um it's much more about ordinary people people mm. and it's a horrible word ordinary but people going about their daily extremely yeah. busy lives working commuting trying to make ends meet bringing up families mm. or not you know um coping with lockdown as well um but how we can change their thinking to to make them feel happy about sustainability that's the yeah challenge, I mean it? I I had when the when the new book came out the parenting book in March I did a couple of um sort of mainstream more mainstream sort of parenting podcasts and and the question you know that they both posed sort of straight out the bat was like are we really expecting parents to take this on as well now you know we were just um this was this was the coming towards the end of the second lockdown you know with the kids at home and you know parents are on their knees and are we really going to pile this additional pressure onto them um and it's really difficult because no of course I don't want to or you know we as a as a you know I don't want to say as a movement that sounds really naff but do you know of course we don't want to pile extra pressure on people of course we don't want to give people extra things to do but something's got to change otherwise you know it's going to be even harder in in 10 years time um and do we really want our kids turning around to us and saying what what the hell like did you 
you knew this was coming you saw this coming and you just carried on um yeah so it's it's really difficult you know I don't want to be that person I'm very aware of um you know people avoiding me in the playground or whatever because of being made to fear of being made to feel guilty um but it's it is a conversation that we need to have and it is going to make people uncomfortable but maybe we just need to say yeah this is this is a bit this is going to be a bit hard this is going to be a bit uncomfortable but change is is yeah um and it doesn't have to be maybe as hard as we think it's going to be sometimes it's just um you know once you've once you've made those changes they become your sort of new normal and it's you're like oh actually that was much easier than I thought it was going to be and they don't have to be all or nothing you don't have to go from you know where you are now to being a complete you know in Boris's words tree hugging mung bean eating you know hugging, yeah, bunny, yeah 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 you know nobody's nobody's expecting that no. can you check what your council can recycle and just make sure you're doing that you know and it's about um I was chatting to somebody for my podcast just um just before we came on this call and you know they talked about sort of couch to 5k or you know couch to marathon it's that isn't it if somebody said to you you're going to run a marathon tomorrow you'd go no I'm not if they said to you okay right come on here's the app here's the you know here's what we need to do I'm going to hold your hand we're going to do this really so we can have a look in the cupboard and see if you've got your trainers do you know like that's all we're going to do small Um, steps yeah yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, we talk about that a lot in um, fashion revolution work mm. as well. So everybody's going to be in a different place in the journey, aren't they? Yes. So it's it's finding where people are in that journey and just helping them to get to the next step. Yeah. I think and, that's and also, you know, helping them to not be put off by the people who are further on in that journey, yes, because true. that can feel really daunting as well. And I do think there is an element in in some online communities maybe for a bit of kind of bashing do you know like if people are just tentatively dipping their toes in and then this you know it's really scary if you're in a Facebook group and you sort of pluck up the courage to post the first time and sometimes there is a bit of a like oh god why are you doing that and you shouldn't be doing that and of course you should actually be doing this and it's oh I just I was just trying and so I think we need to be really aware of that as a um again as a as a kind of movement yeah 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 yeah. no you're you're absolutely right and I I think a a lot of people they want to make change and as you say Mm. they find it a little bit scary and it's never as hard it's like I always think back to culture change generally for things like wearing a seatbelt or Mm. giving up smoking or um, something deeper like um, being gay or something yeah the the culture has shifted and in some cases shifted quite quickly Mm. um, but until you look back you don't realize how far it's shifted do you in, mm. in the public's perception and the, the minds and it almost stands out when somebody is further in history has views that we would consider to be slightly yes. more historical they stand out more because we don't realize how much we've shifted but how to make that shift is is kind of the difficult thing isn't it so why do you think that individual behavior change around sustainability does need to change I mean we do hear a lot about uh, the government should do things Mm. um, the laws need to change so why is it important that individuals change because we're all individuals so Boris Johnson is an individual do you know uh, the head of Shell is an individual can you imagine if they took personal responsibility and said you know what this is massive this is the biggest challenge facing humanity I've got kids, you know, I am going to do absolutely everything within my power. But but also, um, you know, yes, we need government to change. Yes, we need businesses to change and we need individuals to change. And there's this, you know, it's almost like a Venn diagram, isn't it? We need everybody doing their bit. But um, there's this idea that actually 
as individuals, we can also be change agents within any organisations we're a part of. So, you know, if we're an employee in a business or if we're running a business or if we're um, on the PTA at school or if we're, um, I don't know, running the local football club or something, you know, we, we have the potential uh, a to drive change or also just to be the person asking the question so where is our pension or but I also think it's I mean George Monbiot says something about oh you know we need to stop tinkering around the edges with all this sort of micro consumerism and banning of plastic straws and we need to you know bring down capitalism and I'm like that's that's awesome but I I know how to get a reusable straw and I, I don't know how to bring down capitalism and I've got to be back for the school run and do you know whereas if we can get everyone started with some nice easy low-hanging fruit um changes that they can feel ownership of as individuals then a proportion of those people are going to go on and and ask some questions in their workplace or you know send an email to the local council or bring down capitalism I don't know but everyone's got to start somewhere and I think unless we can empower people on an individual level it becomes very difficult for them them for, to have any effect in other areas as well. Mm. I think that's, that's really important I mean I remember in the days when we were allowed to bring our own cups to coffee shops and things you could see people queuing up with their own cup and that mm. did inspire the other people in the queue. Yeah know, this it... idea of of ripples isn't it this mm. idea that um i i've i've got this great graphic and i can share it to i can share it with you that's um that was shared with me by somebody and uh, this idea that you know we've got these almost four spheres of influence so the changes we make as individuals the choices that we're making at the checkout all those kinds of things the power that we have as uh, citizens so our vote our voice with our mps and our elected representatives our power as influencers so exactly that standing there in the coffee shop you know the first person to do that was probably crapping themselves oh yes. god everyone's looking at me and do you remember yeah. the first time you took yours I was like oh yeah. everyone's looking at me I'm that person the barista's gonna hate me the yeah. barista's gonna say you can't do it like you know it's and then all of a sudden it becomes normal and our behavior influences you know the other people we live with it influences our friends our family we might not know it and we might think we're annoying them or something but just by sh showing up and making the changes that we're making it definitely influences other people and then that fourth layer is that that change agent one you know that that sort of um using the power that we have within organizations to encourage them to change so like we're we are very it's very easy to forget or to feel powerless and hopeless. And actually, we've got a huge amount of power as, yeah. you know, air quotes, just one person. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Everything that you said. I mean, I think we've we are we are so often made to feel. And I do think it is a deliberate thing that we don't have any power mm, um, mm. politically, um, personally or whatever. Mm. But that person asking that question that person showing what they think it's brave it's really mm, brave it's really but, brave yeah but the first time you do it like you say it's it's nerve-wracking and then yeah. you can become a bit more feisty and it's probably like giving up smoking isn't it you become one of those people who's yes like, completely anti, anti yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's it's really true it's really interesting and I think there is some personal it's personal growth that comes out mm. of that as well because you're doing what you believe in and there's nothing that makes you happier in my view than being true to your own values and when I'm talking with um, customers I, I, I customer organizations I always say it's about defining what your values yeah. are and then once you know what your values are you can act according to them yeah and work especially working with businesses and, and as an employee we have a power as an employee to, to help put the values mm. into businesses because um 
they will align with customer values. Uh, and that works on an individual level as well. We did a whole... I mean, this is ridiculous, isn't it? Um, talking a lot, one of the conversations that comes up a lot is loo roll. Do you know, like which loo roll, which loo roll should I buy? Which is the best one? And Diane in in the Knackered Mums Eco Club, she's one of our lovely members, and she just came up with this great thing. And she was like, "It depends what your values are, like because your value might be UK made. It might be, or you know, we will all have a sort of values hierarchy, and it might be different for different things. So you know, you, you're thinking about where it's made, whether it's plastic free, is it recycled, is it bamboo, is it this, and it's going to be different for everybody. So there probably yeah. isn't one that ticks all of those boxes for everybody. But you know, and we had a whole. Um, I did a sort of six week beginners course last half term and, and this idea that, you know, getting clear about what your values are, what things are important to you and how you can then, this sounds really cheesy, like live those values more of the time, because I think there is this disconnect. We all, I like to think if we were all asked, do you care about the future of the planet? Hopefully at least 99% of us would say yes. Okay, so actually, how are the decisions that you're making helping, you know, having a positive impact on that? And it, and that's not to say like every decision you make about bloody loo roll needs to, uh, needs to be this like in-depth values, uh, you know, based piece, but just trying to make better decisions more of the time, trying to make more of your decisions in line with the things that you care about. So, you know, I'm sure we, we were all made really aware of the importance of, you know, independent local shops and supporting them during the pandemic. So, you know, how can we divert a bit of our Amazon spend to local independent shops? It's, it's, it's doesn't have to be radically transforming everything, but how can we just have those values more front and center and, think about how we can make more of our decisions fit with them no it's true and also I find um because what you said about having um every every single little decision doesn't have to be like that because I think that's one of the things that does make people oh, think, paralyzing oh isn't God. it yeah. yeah exactly it's paral analysis paralysis as my husband calls it you kind of um you end up making a decision on one thing the toilet roll is actually something that happened yeah. in our house we yeah. changed toilet roll um but then it, move, it makes it easier with other things because you, you've you kind of done some of the groundwork, your yes. mind's got, it's, it's that getting used to the idea of changing things out. And then yes. just the next time you, you're you're shopping for something else. But actually you've moved me on very nicely to my next um, subject I wanted to go into, which is action versus um, intention. Mm. And that's basically what I'm saying there is we often think we want to change something, but when it comes down to it, we take an action against that. Mm. And a really interesting um poll that Google, a survey that Google run ran at the end of last year. And according to um, their survey, 55% of people put sustainability as their top shopping priority. So that's pretty oh, wow. good. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, the survey of the people and how they actually shopped, they, that moved down um, massively to, to put style at 80 something percent mm. and price at 80 something percent and sustainably further down the list. So what that numbers actually show is we go out shopping or we go make the choice with sustainability high on the list, but then something distracts us, something's a bit cheaper, something's mm. a bit prettier. I don't know. I don't know if it's quite the same with toilet roll, but um, I think that's quite an interesting one. So what's your your thoughts on action versus intention and how we can sort of combat that and help people change? Yeah, I was having a great conversation with somebody the other day and I think I even wrote it down. So forgive me for the sounds of paper leafing through. But this idea that, you know, we've got this lizard brain, this very sort of primitive brain, and then we've got our more developed kind of um, homo sapien brain. But that the, the lizard brain, where did I write it down? 
Oh, it's it's basically it's concerned with three things, keeping us safe, seeking pleasure and the path of least resistance. So it's, you know, when we're faced with um, a stack of different loo rolls, of course, we're going to like, oh, it's, it's just easier, isn't it? Just to carry on with the one we've got or, um, you know, thinking about, um, well, especially with clothes, there is that pleasure, you know, like, oh, well, that's that's pretty. That's that's cheap. That's not, you know, um, so it's it's about. Some of it comes down, I think, to sort of, you know, slowing down. That's why this the year buying nothing new was so useful, because because I was having to stop and look for everything secondhand. And so many, I think, of our consumption decisions, probably especially things like clothes, are very unconscious, aren't they? They're very um spontaneous yeah and you know you're out window shopping and you're feeling a bit miserable or you're out on your lunch hour whatever oh I, I deserve that and it's only 15 quid or do you know um and we're not thinking oh because if somebody says to you are you are you know do you want to shop more sustainably yes of course I do but we're not thinking about sustainability necessarily when we're shopping we're thinking about the crap day we've had at the office or the fact that we've got an a um a a Maybe we're going out for a drink for the first time. Or do you know, like, um, you know, all those things. We're not, there's a, there's a, we haven't joined the dots a lot of the time, yeah. have we? Um, yeah. And I think because, as you said, there's that almost very intentional disempowering of us that, um, you know, your, your choice at the checkout doesn't make a difference to those people in that factory in Bangladesh. Mm. Well, maybe your one choice doesn't, but also you're choosing not to give your money. You know, the, the, I yes. think we are more powerful than we think, but we just sometimes maybe need to take a breath and slow down and maybe remind ourselves of those um, values and things. But that, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect. I don't do that every time. No, but it's interesting, though, um, you raise that because um, I was a bit miffed, is that a good word, on um, the, the paper over the weekend, the BBC, talking about um, how these, what was it, buy, buy later, what they got buy buy now, oh, yes. pay later. Yeah, 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 pay in three installments like or whatever. Yeah. And all of that. Yes. Um, and how that has now been pitched at, at, as a woman's empowerment issue so if you want the the clothes or the item now yeah, yeah. you can have it now and why shouldn't you why shouldn't you as a woman have that you now if you it, haven't yeah. got any money exactly you deserve <laughs> it and I and I was sort of I pushed back on it a bit on Twitter and saying well yeah okay I get where that's coming from but the point is is encouraging people into a crippling debt which a lot of people yeah. are in after lockdown the right way um to to be pushing that and also yeah. that is stopping them think about the sustainability of do i need to buy all of those items so um, and reinforcing this message that a new dress is going to make you happier yeah a new yeah. dress is going to make you a better person a new you know a new whatever and that's the the society that we live in is bombarding us with these messages every yeah. single day that you know the only the only route to happiness is consumption shopping yeah yeah and that's a big one to get your head around isn't it, it is and it, it, we are being used I mean it was if anyone's listening to this and they haven't listened to the episode we did um, a few weeks weeks back with Sean Conway on greenwashing she explained mm. really clearly how we are being manipulated with these messages with these feelings they're going into our primordial, oh, yeah. primordial needs to 
to tell us that you need to have that thing. And unfortunately, psychologically, it's not doing us any good because you get that dress or that new, I don't know, bit of tech or something, mm. and it, you think it's going to make you happy. And maybe for a really short time, it does. Sometimes it never even does. Yeah. But not, you're going to get dissatisfied by it again, and it's not going to solve any of the core mm. issues in your life that are maybe yeah. not making you as happy Just as you Just a bit poorer than you are. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You're even poorer. You can't eat. So, yeah, it's a. <laughs> It's an interesting one, but um, it's it's how do you deal with this um, needing to change without people getting anxious? Because we've all had a pretty anxious time the last mm. few years. We need people to be embracing this as a positive. And one thing I think about with lockdown was the lovely feelings that people were expressing of enjoying nature, enjoying yes. walking, enjoying exercise. And it's rather than moving us along and saying right lockdown's over we're all getting better we don't have yeah. to do that stuff anymore we don't have to support nature anymore you know we're yeah, back yeah, to the yeah. way we were you know commuting and and all of these things it's how do you get people to go no hang, hang on a minute I like those parts mm. of lockdown. I didn't like all of it I like those parts and I like the sustainability side of it if you want to yeah. call it that how do I keep those parts of it you know yeah I think you know definitely that first lockdown in uh, March last year the world, or it felt very much to me like the world just stopped. Yeah. The roads were empty. The shops, you know, it, because nobody knew how to navigate their way around this. So everything just stopped and we were forced to slow down. And I guess now it's, and, and it's, and it's, oh God, I'm aware I sound a real idiot saying this. Um, where you can, trying to intentionally choose what you add back in. So, you know, a, a really common complaint, isn't it? Um, when you've got kids is that you spend your life running around after them and ferrying them to and from all these different clubs. Now we haven't had that because that hasn't. So, so maybe we can sit down with the kids and go, what are the two clubs that you really want to do each week? Um, you know, because it got a bit mad and actually I was really stressed about it and I didn't realize how difficult it was until it went away. And then I was like, Oh God. So, um, and, and, trying to push back and maybe a little bit on the you know more is better so more activities more um things more stuff is is always better and actually can we just pull back a little bit or I don't know I'm not explaining that very well but I think no I understand it's the the conscious thinking and going back to kids clubs by the way um my mum says to me, "We didn't. You didn't go to all of these clubs. It's no. quite a. It's quite a recent phenomenon. I said when my two were at primary school, it was. It seemed to be that you'd pick them up from school, and then suddenly there was a frantic. Yes, yeah, yeah. One to swimming, one to piano lessons. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my god. The comfort is it does stop a bit when they go to secondary school. <laughs> they're all at school, so that's good. But yeah, no, it's, it's like, again that has been a culture change coming mm. into our kids' generation of all these clubs, and we certainly didn't have it. And these messages school. that if we're not doing that for our kids, we're somehow failing them do you yes, know it's, yes it's... I used to always be feeling inadequate because I wasn't having someone around for tea every night yeah oh, we've got yeah. so-and-so coming for tea we've got so-and-so yeah. coming okay oh. I don't invite some people whether I want to or not yeah, yeah um, it is we, we can all I suppose the sign there is we can all be pressured by peer pressured mm. so we need to be peer pressuring people in a good way not in an anxious way but to do less so you don't need to do that Spend some and time I think with kids. you know you were talking talking a minute ago but you know how do we um encourage empower facilitate people making some small changes without feeling anxious and you know this this whole thing of our lizard brain wants us to stay safe so that's doing what we know and all that sort of thing but actually um by us doing those things and 
sometimes there's this idea that you have to be that sort of person. You have to be the tree hugger, the bunny hugger, the mung bean eater to do those things. Whereas, you know, I hope I can sort of show up and with my recyclable, you know, with my reusable cup um, and someone go, oh, Jen's remembers her reusable cup and she's, you know, her kids are in my class and they're all quite normal. Do you know, like that, that there's not this sort of, so we're kind of almost giving other people permission to have a go at these things and to yeah. do things. And I also, I think the more we can think about and talk about the things that we don't do, the, the way we're doing this imperfectly, the compromises that we're making, you know, we still have crisps in our house. <laughs> yeah, um, do. You know, we've got two cars. I've got a dog. We're not vegan. Do you know all So, so we, nobody's expecting perfection off you, just little changes. And the littler we can make it and the more, you know, you can hook up with a friend or find somebody in your circle who's doing similar things, that sort of, um, you know, collective action, you know, in the, um, my membership the Knackered Mums Eco Club it's just so empowering seeing that there are it's not just one of us because it's very lonely sometimes being the person making these changes and you especially if none of your family or friends are into it and then realizing that gosh there's like 160 of us doing that and look collectively we've done x y and z and oh gosh they're doing that that's a really good idea and just this this idea of of coming together um around this without being those people I don't know I don't know no, it's, it's really interesting and it's interesting what you say as well it just made me think that certainly on Twitter which I know can be an evil beast um if you say I'm doing this but I'm not vegan I'm mm. not um you know we, we have two cars or whatever things like that there's always this um charge of hypocrisy and that's mm. a um an excuse I think that unfortunately I don't know what you, the kind of people, af afraid people, I would like to call them, people who, who are afraid of the change. Yeah. They will use that and they'll say, well, Greta Thunberg may have sailed across to America, but actually her team had to go by plane. So mm. therefore she's a hypocrite. And think, really? Um, you know, and we get, we, we, I'm sure people talk about us in the same way that Joe's always banging on about ethical clothing. But look, there she is in her, um, I don't know, denim top or shirt yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's much water um, and I can bore them about that if they like but the, the main thing is it's not an excuse if somebody else isn't doing something to the utmost of the possible mm. it's about those little steps isn't it and and being kind being kind to ourselves and being mm. kind to other people because yeah. sometimes things seem much harder than to one person they do to others because yeah. it, it's 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 the level at which you can make change but also where you are in your life and how busy you are and how much and that's one of the things I talk about you know with respect to sustainable ish so much is that you know we're all starting from different places we've all got different challenges and circumstances that maybe other people know nothing about and that my easy might be your really hard or vice versa but that's okay like it's you know it's all right just start from where you are do what you can when you can all those little bits as, as insignificant as they feel they really again it's another cliche but they really do add up yeah. and just because you can't do it all doesn't mean you can't do anything so pick pick your thing pick your one you know if your thing is fashion amazing start with fashion if your thing is plastic start with plastic if your thing is food start with food but don't 
feel like you've got to do it all and you've got to do it perfectly because like then you'll just go and hide under the duvet and eat ice yeah. cream and I think that's true what you say about the doing it perfectly that people will make mistakes people will yeah. slip you know yeah and yeah yeah that's that's normal as well it's 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 not it's not that you've failed in the whole mission if you yes. make one it's like a diet isn't it yeah yeah yeah, 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 it's yeah, not yeah exactly you if you if you happen to eat chocolate one day then you know it was probably delicious. So there you yeah. are. You probably needed and it. So there you Maya go. Maya Angelou, I think, has that quote about, you know, you, you did what you, oh, I can't remember, but, um, you know, you did what you knew or that, at that point you was the, the best thing available and now you know better, you do better. So sometimes, you know, you make a change and then you're like, oh, God, I, I actually, I've, you know, I've not made, maybe that change wasn't as good as I thought it was. That's that's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, let's go on and see what's next or what else we can do. Exactly, exactly. I mean, we're going to be, it's always going to be um, a journey, isn't it? It's always Mm. going to be a journey. Um, And sometimes it's two steps forwards and one back. And again, that's all right. Yeah, exactly. It isn't a wrong thing. I mean, it's interesting one, um, you you realize how far you are along in the journey as well. So I was um, on the radio the other day because, you might have seen, um, on, I think it was Friday, a RSA report came out saying that over 50% of um, uh, new clothing from fast fashion brands is made of virgin plastic. And uh, this seemed to be quite a shocking thing. That The, the result, reactions I was getting was it was quite shocking that people didn't realise they had um, virgin plastic in their clothes. Mm, and mm. Um, I was invited onto the radio with a, a local style um, stylist and mm. the, the interviewer actually said to me isn't this shocking I was like no not really but I can see why it is for people why these things are shocking and it's it's it's, it's a wake-up call isn't it you sort of think mm. oh but people didn't know these things but now they do know these things it will be really interesting to see what happens but then I guess it's with with something like that you know I, I struggle with this around plastics around clothes and it's oh it's in all of them so where do I do where do I yeah. go and and then I think I'm doing the right thing by getting cotton but then somebody's told me that that cotton is sucking all the water up and so then there's this you feel like you can't do right for doing wrong yeah. so you retreat back and stick with what you know don't you I think that's actually a really interesting point about complexity mm. I think it's made unnecessarily complex to keep us thinking i'm not blaming a big them somewhere it's like it's it's too many different bits of messaging from so many different places that you can't clarify in your own mind i suppose it's back to the values thing again choose the values that are important to you um and there are going to be people talk about secondhand um this Mm. stylist that was on the radio show with me she was very much pushing secondhand clothing because um it's already out there and Mm. then if you're somebody who's a plastic free person you would be saying well no because there's microfibers going out yeah yeah yeah, but, yeah so it's all all of these different issues but it's picking the ones i mean the key thing will always be buy less just don't yes. buy so much and that's going to going to help a huge and that's, amount and i'm super aware when i say that 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 is an unaspirational unexciting very dull very grown up thing to say to I mean who wants to be told that like by let you know we're, when when it's so counter to all the messages we're getting your exactly. life will be better happier richer whatever with more stuff and and um you know you can understand people going oh do you know what bugger off like especially at the <laughs> moment when we've had a really rough 18 months and it's like I just want to go out and buy a new outfit or I just want to go out and you know the kids have had a really difficult time here's some toys do you know like and it's it's like I don't know something in our psyche, and it's something you know. I'm really aware that you you know 
um, you feel very bar humbug. You feel very yeah. um, party pooper, yeah, exactly. you know, Judgy. being the one saying, you know, I, I put something on Instagram, I think about these balloon arches and stuff like, oh, gosh, can we maybe not do those? Because they're not really that great and balloons are plastic. and more. But you feel like the party pooper in the room. Well, it's just for their birthday. Do you know once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I did notice that the Euro football thing, they had a virtual football, a virtual balloon let off. Oh, did they? Yeah, I thought it was quite cute. So doing it with, um, I think I just did it with animation. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was quite good. But obviously everyone can't do that. But it'll be yes. interesting to see if the if the culture does change uh, about things like that. Yeah, no, it's really tough. I mean, I know and I've, I haven't done it for a while, but when I walked down to the town, um, just wandering through the town, I did meet some friends one time with their teenagers and they literally saw me and they were loaded up with Primark bags and they all automatically put their hands behind their back. And I thought, oh, God, I don't want to be the person that everyone's scared of meeting in the high street, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think also that that complexity thing, it comes back to um, compromise. Do you know, like we are going to say we might have this these lovely set of values and this values hierarchy. And in all honesty, we're probably not going to be able to tick those, you know, all of the time, some of the time, whatever. So um, about, you know, deciding maybe what your sort of red lines are and deciding um, what are the things you're prepared, especially if you're trying to bring kids along for the ride and husbands along for the ride and all that sort of thing, there's there's gonna have to be some compromise and you kind of got to get okay with that, um, the sort of shades of green in between, I guess. Yeah, it's true. It's going back to toilet roll, actually, it's an interesting one, because Lucy, who works with me, she um, she's just switched over to bamboo toilet paper. Mm. She won't mind me giving this secret out on the podcast. Um, but I had a job, however many years ago, probably five or six years ago, to switch my husband over to ethical toilet paper because he was very much in the it's got to work and it's got to be comfortable I don't want to have a scratchy body and all that yeah 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 yeah. so we switched over to who gives a crap Mm. and then she said to me the other day oh we've just got this or the other week we've just got this bamboo toilet paper do you want to go along with that I thought no do you know what I've the journey of getting the switch has happened yes yeah 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 gonna happen again but she did tell me it's not as good the bamboo anyway so I I feel a bit oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry so too much toilet discussion there but it is it's a key part of all of our lives isn't it the loo roll is a big thing I mean we found that out during the first lockdown didn't we loo roll is a big thing yeah everyone goes and piles it up in their house don't they anyway moving on away from toilet paper it's probably oh I'm sure we'll come back to it I'm sure we will, actually. It's quite a, a handy one. Actually, yeah. when I was at university, what we did was we measured um, spend in terms of, oh, that thing cost that many toilet rolls. That thing cost that many toilet rolls. It was something <laughs> that we had to buy. Um, anyway, so the next question I was going to ask you was, what other things need to change? So not just our behaviour, but what other things do you think need to change in the world to help us get where we want to go in the bigger picture? So it's not just down to the individual, but what mm. other things? Oh, God. I mean, so much, isn't there? Clearly, we need massive policy shifts. We need a massive, um, you know, we've, we're recording this, aren't we, on the Monday after the G7 yes. conference. And it, I don't know how you interpreted it. I felt very much like it was yet more talk and very little in terms of actual deliverables and action and yeah. all that kind of thing. So, you know, that needs to change. We need businesses, you know, talking about greenwashing. We need some way of making it easy for people otherwise you know we're asking people to change but it's so complex and complicated and really hard to feel like you're doing the right thing so of course people aren't going to to do it but you know we've also talked on this whole idea of like 
as a society, the messages we hear are bye, 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 more, more, more. Um, you know, how do we change that? There's so much that that needs to to change that it's very easy to then retreat back into that feeling of powerlessness and hopelessness. And so I think, you know, remembering that idea that our choices matter, our voices matter, that being seen to make these changes matters, asking these questions is really important and trying to think about how we can um, just, uh, Georgina at Pebble Magazine talks about this really nicely, this idea of everyday activism, yes, this yeah. idea that, you know, the, the things that we're doing the little changes we that we're making really do matter and um you know i i was asked to give a, a tedx talk during our, our year buying nothing new and the theme was everyday radicals and i was like god i'm not, not radical i'm really i'm a I'm good radical. girl um <laughs> you know but actually not buying is a really radical act and you know that the idea that all these little things we're doing are just gently sort of shaking the status quo and again you know another cheesy cliche about the sort of pebbles on the beach or the, the the drops in the ocean and things and they're all adding up but it I don't know if you feel this I do feel like there is a groundswell I do feel oh, like I now really there do. is some I momentum really yeah. and that there is um you know change change is coming too slowly but it's coming and that you know we've been a part of that and we can be a part of that because when you look at you know, people will argue all day long about the, you know, the impact of banning plastic straws, but that's happened. And that was a government policy change. That was changes that businesses have made all as a result of grassroots pressure and campaigning and people saying, this is ridiculous. Why are we doing this? You know, so it does show that that change can happen bottom up. Yes. Um, so I think yeah. we need to hold on to that. No, I think, I think that's absolutely right. Um, I think, the change happening from the bottom up. I think businesses will be influenced by very much by what their customers are mm. looking for. And yeah, we, yeah. We've seen they that follow the, the money. Yeah, yeah, money, exactly. So greenwashing, for example, they've realised that the ethical market is growing. Yes. People are trying to, they see whatever they actually do when it comes to action versus intention or whatever but they, they their intention is to look at sustainability and so they've changed their marketing messages to mm. match that so we know that that happens and we also know that smaller brands that are doing ethical things are raising the awareness of mm. customers who then go back to the bigger brands who mm. then say so, well if they up. can do it why can't you exactly yeah. exactly right so that's that's all happening as well and we kind of need that to happen with government a bit as well mm. which I think it it is to a certain extent but we've still got quite a situation to overcome there um in terms of they, they would rather it was the businesses leading it I think because yes. they don't want to be seen as um I don't know being restrictive I suppose mm. on, yeah on yeah yeah living but, but I think yeah. you know with with that remember this idea that you know regardless of like oh, well I'm in a you know, staunchly conservative area, it feels very much a wasted vote to vote anything um, because of proportional representation and things. But, um, you know, I can still write to him and say, what are you doing about this? And I, you know, I always feel like it's a very stock answer and a pat on the head and a go away now. Um, but, you know, I can I can tweet him. I can, um, you know, ask what his, his vote, you know, call out his voting records on various things. And, you know, but also on a, on a local, on a county council level, on a local council level, there are lots of um, quite, we, we sort of maybe think that there's not much power at those levels, but they're involved with like local plans and, mm. um, you know, housing and, infrastructure and transport and all that sort of thing so you know send them a letter let them know that this is something that's important to you drop them an email because um unless people 
know that this is what constituents and citizens want, of course, they're not going to, you know, they're going to carry on with the easiest path of least resistance as well. It's really interesting that you say that. Just maybe I've got this letter here that I you probably can't see, but it's um, from uh, Boris Johnson because I wrote back in November, I think, to my local MP who is a um, one of the new Tory lot that came in mm. in the last election. And I wasn't expecting anything of it. I only did it because um, I promised somebody that I would, which was about female representation on the um, COP26 thing. Mm, so yes, no yes, response. Yes. He, he just went, I'll forward it on to the relevant people. And the letter is a bit of a pat on the head. And I thought, well, mm. actually, that reached the Prime Minister's office. Mm. Reached eventually, I mean, it took a long time, but it got there. So I suppose it's not being disheartened, expecting immediate action. But by putting your voice out there and um, sending off that email or whatever, it can it can actually. And also, if your people. if your letter was one of ten or one of a hundred, then they're like, oh. And this is the same with using your 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 voice with um, retailers and things as well. You know, you sort of think, oh, what's the point in me tweeting them about my shopping bags again? But if suddenly they're getting two hundred of these tweets a day. It's like with the, do you remember there was that thing with the Walker's crisp packets, wasn't yeah. there? And people were like posting them back and then suddenly there's, oh, oh, look, there's a TerraCycle screen for, for, for Walker's crisp. You know, then suddenly they're like, oh God, you know, like, yeah, we're going to have to do something about this because it's very easy to think my one letter, my one tweet, my whatever. But actually, I think that, I don't know if there is a threshold number that they look at, but often, probably. you know, the, once they start to get above a certain number, they probably are like, oh God, we they're banging have to do something well, about this. It, I suppose they've got people who it becomes they're picking up the trends, haven't they? Mm, yes. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I think I remember pre-lockdown there was a lot of really interesting actions happening, like people unpacking their shopping at the till mm. and leaving it all there. I mean, yeah, yeah, lockdown yeah, yeah. has been awful for plastic package mm, things, mm. but um, yeah. But then again, you, there's a groundswell of of new shops coming along. We've got several now coming in our area of packaging free. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all, yeah. all come along. So. Maybe that's a bit of a pushback and people will see that and, and think about it. So, And once you've made, um, you know, supermarket shopping, I think, is one of the most difficult things to do and to the areas to reduce plastic in because it's so blooming hard. But if you make it easy for people so that in every town there is a shop that is packaging free, affordable, accessible, you know, then there are a lot of people who are going to choose that because it's suddenly convenient and easy for them um you know and they will have this intention but actually the action is really difficult because their only option at the moment is the supermarkets but you know if we can um help them to turn their intention into action by making it a damn sight easier then of course more people are going to do it yeah no definitely and i think that's that's really key actually because i mean i think people think we buy everything at the supermarket and certainly over the last 10 years or so they've made it easier by doing clothing and homewares mm. and everything so you can go in there and literally buy anything yeah, you yeah, want yeah, yeah. and to go back from that and think well actually I'm going to buy my fruit and vegetable some from a box scheme mm -hmm. I'm going to buy that, that seems to people to be hard but actually it isn't really that hard because you're not spending a huge amount of more time once you've set these things yes, up. So again, yeah, it's, it's just it's that behaviour change. Habit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. And it is very satisfying, isn't it? I mean, I, I know so many people that have switched over to um, box, vegetable box schemes, for example, um, in lockdown and yeah. getting, getting your milk delivered by the milkman. You know, yeah, making the decision to make the change is one thing, but actually it's so much better in the long run because the milk just turns up on your step every morning and you don't do anything. And, you know, I think I think we frame a lot of these changes in quite a negative, like we're losing convenience or we're losing this or we're losing that. Well, actually, you know, you just said that the feeling of empowerment and 
dare I say, smugness that you get from having, you know, made a decision that aligns with these values that you've decided are really important, realized it wasn't that hard, you know, choosing, consciously choosing who you want to give your hard earned money to in the areas that you, you know, we don't all have that luxury and, and a lot of our decisions are dictated by price. And again, that's okay. That's not your fault. It's about, um, you know, where we have got a bit more freedom of choice, if there are areas where we can do that, then let's try and make one different decision this month and, you know, Mm. sit with that for a bit and then have a think about what we can do next. But there is something very empowering and very, you know, sometimes it is more convenient. I mean, I love getting our, we get a Riverford um, veg box. It's organic. It's local. If it's not in season, it's not in there. It's not air freighted. I don't have to spend my time in the supermarket seeking out all the different things. Yeah, it's there, and if it's not in season, it's not going to come. So I don't need to worry about that. And you know, it's delivered to my doorstep. I put it away. Like I love it. It's a real, yeah. um, you know. But I, I have that sort of luxury in terms of um, price. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I think if you're if you're having to watch every single penny and you're the kind of person who needs to go into the supermarket and compare offers and things like that, then that's a task unto itself, isn't it? And, and mm. I, I admire people who are able to budget in that kind of way. I really, really do. But there, I mean, but for people who can afford that little bit of um, what would you call it? Um, spending slightly more just to feel comfortable about your values and I suppose it is a luxury definitely mm, is a yeah luxury. it is a real luxury um, yeah. but you can um, you can choose to go to the milkman we, we've been lucky we have um, a few new organizations cropping up here as I think they are around the country so we have a lady called Mel who delivers um, all your sort of dry goods plastic oh, free packaging yeah, yeah. Um, that's called cupboard love suffolk um, which is great so we use her a lot um, and then we use abel and coal actually for our box which, mm. is, which is great and then the toilet paper goes so basically our shopping bill our supermarket shopping bill has really reduced drastically mm. because we're bringing in we're knocking the edges off it i suppose yes of, yeah, of yeah, yeah things and there's so many more businesses cropping up i mean where does it come from is on um an accelerator at the moment with NatWest and mm. there's a climate accelerator and there's so many businesses getting support to start up yeah, yeah, yeah. shops, delivery schemes. You mm. know, I think we're going to see an awful lot more of those kind of businesses cropping up and they're getting funding. You know, there is a yeah. bit of a groundswell as you were I saying. I mean, when I, I um, interviewed for my podcast, the guys at, um, it's called Earth Food Love in Totnes. And at the time it was the only zero waste shop in the country. Wow. And that was, 2017 2018 and you look now and there are hundreds you know that that's and that's happened so quickly um and it's just phenomenal it shows you this the sort of speed of change that's great and and they're all different as well so the lady's just started she crowdfunded I think just before or maybe the beginning of um, lockdown and she's uh, starting up something so any local people with Lucy's Unwrapped that's going to be opening very shortly in Ipswich and she crowded crowdfunded for that and got that going Mm, so there's an awful lot of different things and I was talking to a lady I think two people in the last week I've been talking to that had told me that they have set up their plastic free shop and they want to franchise it around the country wow. so I'm like, yeah, yeah. all you guys should get together and talk to each other I link, I'm telling them about each other because that's how they could do it they could almost have a higher level franchise mm. which would make it so much easier for other people to do wouldn't it so yeah yeah there's lots so actually, that brings me on to my last question because I'm aware that <coughs> Sorry, you and I are both passionate about this subject and it could really last a long time <laughs> by the way. um I said we both worked in this area for a long time now I think um I think you, you're um 
But what year was your year of uh, buying 2012. Something? It's August 2012. Was August no, September 2012, 2012 yeah. we started, yeah. And I started, where does it come from? We, we launched as a business in 2013. but we Oh, wow. Yeah, so we've been working in this area yeah. for quite a long time. But I don't know about you, but for me, it feels like this last maybe two years, suddenly it's mainstream, suddenly we're trendy mm. <laughs> you know rather than being the the lepers before yes yeah, but, now, yeah. but now we're the trendy ones so why do you think what's happened to make the media take notice to make brands change to mm. make customers take notice governments even starting to take notice what are these things is it climate emergency what is it i think blue planet 2 was huge i think okay. you know that that awareness around plastic pollution the state of the oceans the impact that you know our plastic was having on wildlife and things and that felt like that was a real catalyst for for change whether it gave people permission to talk about these things you know people I think were genuinely seeing these things for the first time um so I think that was huge I think Greta's been absolutely you know instrumental in um uh, sort of raising the profile and you know for all the negative media attention she gets, it's all media attention and it's all yeah, highlighting yeah. the the issue. Um, the school, you know, and then she sparked this whole school um, climate strike movement and things like that. You know, those three things I think have been have been huge. And if, if there was a study um, apparently in 2017 with MPs asking them why they weren't taking more more action on on climate, and they they said. Um, because they weren't hearing it was an issue from their constituents. Now, I'm pretty damn sure that that's changed. Yeah. You know, obviously we've had the pandemic and things and that's um, a distraction. That sounds awful, doesn't it? Um, you know, that that's um, feels like it's kind of, we were on this wave of momentum and that, that, that that's kind of um, had to wait a little bit. Um, but I mean, that's, you know, I, everybody now I well I don't know I live in a bubble I live in a social media not. bubble but I think people are that the awareness is huge now um which it, it you know for a long time it didn't it felt very niche very um not really people were talking about it and I still don't think it's necessarily got to the you know I wouldn't necessarily bounce into the playground and have a conversation with the mums in the playground about it you know even when we are allowed just to to go and gather in the playground but um you know I think people are having more of these conversations lots of people are I mean it's incredibly courageous to have these conversations it's so I still find it really really difficult to to try and um definitely to instigate a conversation but even to sort of you know like you said your friend hiding the bags behind their yeah. back like what do you say to that how do you you know I was sat watching a cricket match that my little one was playing in and you know and they're talking about getting hot tubs installed and doing this that and the other and I, d I don't know what to say I don't no. I don't want to um but you know every time we say oh um I don't know it can you know oh someone says oh you oh I like your coffee cup or oh mm. I mean I used to have this pair of jeans that were really visibly mended no I love your jeans you know like you you can yes that's a gently good take those conversations and kind of or you know share um social media is brilliant because people don't want it they can just scroll past it but you know if you've moved energy supply to a renewable energy thing and they've given you a code well share that like oh my god this is amazing we got this code it's it's actually it's so much easier and now I feel really so much less guilty about the energy that we're using or whatever that is you know to, to just sort of try and find ways to to just gently 
very non-judgmental, very non-preachy, but you know, it's difficult and it's a, it is an act of sort of courage to, to even just sometimes to share stuff on social media because you just feel like you're going to hack people off. It's interesting what you say about bubbles because I think that's one thing I'm very conscious of and maybe we do bubble a lot more now. Mm. The word bubble even changed. Yes, yeah, yeah, bit, yeah. yeah. The, the, the social media bubble, the friend bubble, all of that kind of thing. So you think it happens politically as well doesn't it you think mm. things are going in a particular direction but it's only really because your yeah your yeah, yeah. group of people you've automatically well, it's like surrounded brexit yourself. and trump getting voted exactly, like, those exactly. things are never going to happen oh oh my oh, goodness yeah. <laughs> i always get a bit of a shock when something it's probably a good wake-up call so for example my son's school sent out something a few a uh, few days ago saying that they were going to change out the um sports kit and they had a good reason for changing it out it's something to do with the suppliers but so I, um, I sent the headmaster a, an email and just said, could you consider environmental um, things in the design of this new sports mm. kit? So I was thinking, could they look at materials or mm-hmm. whatever? And I just got this message back sort of fairly quickly saying, no, we're too late. We're too far along in the pro- project, but thank you for your interest kind of thing. And I was like, oh, immediately there was this, okay, they're not even going to consider mm. the environment, which for me, I just find that really odd because my bubble would automatically would be a thing in any kind of decision like that but or my customer base would be so yeah yeah it it is it is good to get that wake-up call like you say even though sometimes the results can be a bit horrifying but Mm. it's it's something we all need to consider and and I think that's part of being uh, a human being with um interpersonal skills isn't it yes. so when you speak to a group it's almost trying to assess where they are and how welcome mm. they would be um, yes to uh, whether you're going to alienate people because it's actually one of the worst things is alienating people yes yeah 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 turns yeah. off the whole thing so yeah yeah you can't make it inaccessible or yourself smug bitch can you you've got to yes kind of, yeah 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 you've got to kind of get there anyway um i'm conscious of the time because this is um exciting as it is for us some people might be dozing <laughs> off when they're on their daily walk listening to this but um are there any other areas that you think we haven't considered regarding um uh changing people's perception changing people's culture you do amazing things uh, and i think it is just this you know baby steps chunk it down and you know pick an area um pick it break it down to the smallest thing you know have a think about what your values are don't expect perfection you know it it is just about this imperfect imperfect action and and imperfect action is going to be no action every single time so let's embrace that I think that's really true and actually that's that's a very going back to couch to 5k I remember being told um you're you're you might be doing a short run but you're doing a lot longer of a run than the person lying on their sofa yes yeah 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 so that's a good one <laughs> anyway thank you so much Jen Gale for joining us on the where does it come from podcast and I really appreciate your time and if anyone wants to um, find out more about you and get in touch with you what can they do so the website is um, a sustainablelife.co.uk and I'm at sustainable-ish on most all of the social media channels, I think. So come and find me. <laughs>